we we both had the route saved to our computers and when our computers told us to turn left on the street we stopped because we were not convinced that going down that street could have possibly been the route um it looked like it looked like a road between some hedges where people would go and dump their mattress <laughs> KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint, well, from the viewpoint of Trevor and Sheldon. Yeah, uh, Trevor no longer is part of the Midpack. Well, uh, no, that's not what I was getting at. <laughs> I am your host, Trevor. And this is Sheldon. And on this episode, Sheldon and I recap our experience at a couple of the local Michigan gravel races the Dirty 30 out of Saranac, and the Lowell Rogue 100 out of Lowell. And also, my brother, Aaron Gibney, joins the podcast to tell us about his experience riding the Mid-South 50-mile course out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. Well, we've had a couple events, Sheldon, and a couple couple good rides, and uh, so we thought maybe we do like a spring recap S- episode. S- spring is definitely here. It was beautiful up until the rain came today <laughs> well i guess it wouldn't be a recap we're in, we're definitely in the middle of spring but we've had a couple races and uh we thought we would talk about them including the uh the dirty 30 out of saranac and uh today sheldon i'm a little you're you're stoked i can see it just the steam's coming out of your ears you're <laughs> no 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 i'm not stoked i am i'm i'm a little shelled <laughs> after today's effort that um that many of us put in at bro, at Lowell. Bro, it was only 100 miles. <laughs> <laughs> it was only 94, but we'll get oh, into 94. that. <laughs> oh, 94. Okay, 94 miles, that's it. It's been a while since you and I, Sheldon, have kind of caught up and uh, talked about what we are doing. So, yeah, let's, let's kind of get into this. But So let's go back, because we haven't recorded in, what, three weeks? Too long. It's it's been it's too been, long. It's been way too long. And we Let's apologize for yeah, that. Yeah. We're we're sorry. Too, I'm blaming. Everybody. I'm actually blaming Sheldon. Um, Screw you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Before we talk about the specific uh, events that both of us have taken part in, maybe some of the rides, Sheldon, um, what's been going on the last couple of weeks? Have you been uh, getting some riding in? Been doing anything? Riding and swimming. I'm back in the pool. I'm back on the bike. Um, it's definitely been a little more complicated. I started a new job in Ann Arbor, so I'm, uh, you know, commuting back and forth between Lansing and Ann Arbor. But so. listen, that kind of has some benefits, though. I mean, like, what did you do the other day? Oh, I went to DTE yeah. right after work on a Friday. So, heads up, uh, most Fridays, I'm probably going to be shooting over to DTE around 3 or 4 o'clock. So, if anybody wants to meet up, hit up the podcast, let let me know, and... Uh, Let's go shred DTE on a Friday afternoon. That's awesome. How was how was the trail? I haven't been out there um, yet was, this season. It was impeccable. 
Really? It was absolutely perfect. It was so we had gotten rain like probably about a day or so beforehand. So the the track was just packed down, smooth, fast. It was it was perfect. Now, I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but you kind of have hinted on Instagram a little bit about some future bike builds. Do you so, want to kind of hold off on that or do you want to... A little bit. I'll tease. The bolt cutters coming together. Yeah. Which which is a long overdue, but... Long it's, overdue, but, but 2020 took a hit, so... But you... I don't know, man. You've been uh, showing me a couple pictures and I've seen a couple of things you've ordered and... It's going to be hot for it's sure. It's going to be a sweet ride. Yeah. I am so stoked for this thing. <laughs> what, um, again, we'll get into this more down the line, but uh, what's the target? Like, what what are you hoping this bike is finished for? So she's going to be rocking a mullet drivetrain. Yeah. Full axis. We're going electric. <sighs> with 2.1 tires. Okay. And huge flared handlebars all right let's just it's gonna be dope well you i guess you just gave up all the details right there (laughs) (laughs) the secrets out of the bag (laughs) but but yeah you you're still waiting on a few parts Uh, a few things yeah it's but it's it's very quickly coming together very cool um (laughs) so what yeah back to um DTE, what bike do you ride for DTE then? Oh, I rocked the 26er Autumn Mixer bike. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I I, I didn't tell you this, but the other day I got out <laughs> got out my uh, 26er and I literally just rode it down the street to meet uh, our friend Austin from KOM Cycling for a beer. And it was like, like a mile and a half ride. Dude, I hate single speeds. <laughs> I hate them, man. I... I <laughs> I can't. You have to earn those beers, damn it. <laughs> the there was like a small hill, <laughs> and I almost got off and walked. <laughs> so the bike is cool. I love it, man. It's it's a it's a really you cool love bike. it when it's on flat ground and it's like less than a mile away. <laughs> no, no, no. It looks cool. I'm saying it's like the... oh, it looks cool. It just sucks to ride. <laughs> I got to figure something. We got to, you know, you got to help me out here. Um, we we still have all your bits. We we could always turn that back into a nine speed or eight speed, nine speed. I have no idea, but I I'm I'm game. I I, I want to. You want to convert it back? I need gears. <laughs> I, I'm a modern man. I need gears. <laughs> I um, I did. I made a pretty big purchase the other day. What do you buy? Um, it, it has wheels, Another bike. but it's not two wheels. It's four wheels, and it has a motor. Did you buy another car? No, I did not buy another car. <laughs> oh, wait. Does it cut grass? It cuts grass. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing to pay money for. <laughs> and what are you doing tomorrow after work? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like warm now, and it's raining outside. I'm going to have to... Mow the lawn like instantly. Remember so. how excited you were for a big big yard? It's cutting into my ride time, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. I I did buy a mount to mount on, like a Garmin mount that I can put onto the. 
Is to, it by KOM Psych? To, <laughs> to the to the mower, and I'm gonna wear my heart rate monitor. Um, so yeah, I'm just stay tuned for all the data. It's of, all going on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe I'm making segments. Why are there 300 segments? It's Trevor walking back and forth across his yard. Dude, I'm the king of this yard. <laughs> Local legend. <laughs> Which brings us to another point. Sheldon and I have had a few beers tonight. So deal with it. So anyways, we came here to talk about a couple um, couple races, a couple events that uh, we've taken part in. And I feel like it's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks since the Dirty 30. Um, Dirty 30 slash 50. But uh, we were both there. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about one the, represented a little bit more proudly than the other. We just represented different ends of the spectrum. It were very different ends of the <laughs> spectrum. So, um, I guess I'll 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 start. I uh, I rode the fifty mile, and I rode wave two. And uh, buddy Mitch DeYoung, who rides for Spin, was also in wave two. And uh, wave two was was ready. They were ready to ride fast and. Uh, because we started two minutes after wave one, everyone in wave two kind of wanted to work together a bit, and we probably had five, six, seven guys that were pretty motivated, and we started, and we we kind of cranked for, for quite a bit, and we but got... You, you caught a fair number of wave oneers. I thought we would, um, but we got pretty close to the main group. And we saw them out in the distance, and then I think maybe they saw us, so they they picked up their game. So I heard, I heard there were some games being played, a little bit of attacking. I figured Wave One would would have that. I mean, they have some of the those those fast guys and uh, some of the fast teams, and there probably definitely was was some of that. And so I'm sure that their uh, average speed was waving a bit, but it, it sounds just like Wave Eighteen. That I was in. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we um we ended up uh catching a bunch of wave wave one guys and a few of few of them we never did, but but yeah, I, I ended up with a pretty good finish, top ten. Yeah. What was it? Seventh? Eighth? Eighth place. Yep. Eighth place. Yeah. Solid. I, I was pretty happy with it. And especially with the, the first race of the season, I wanted to, you know, get out there and really like give my legs a go and see see where I stacked up and yeah, Ivan, man, that that last hill. So Oof. so uh <laughs> Dirty Thirties in Saranac and there's just one hill. Ivan the terrible at the very, very end. And it it is pretty terrible. It, it's it's harder than the wall. I will I, I I don't know about that. But maybe it is. I think it's it, like the wall's longer, but man, Ivan that second kick up just it's a burner. I will agree with that. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it's tough. And by the time we got to Ivan, that was kind of like the decision maker, and only a few of us were left in wave two after Ivan. So it was a, it was great. And um, the event I thought was it was run pretty seamlessly. I mean, all things considered, I mean, you really have to factor in like you know with COVID and everything, you know, nothing is quote unquote normal. But they really did a pretty fantastic job of putting on an event in 
the circumstances given. I think there were some issues with like packet pickup. Yeah, I mean, it, there but, was definitely, I mean, they had to push start times back because, yeah. you know, they were trying to do the drive through packet pickup, which, I mean, I get why they tried to yeah. do that. And, uh, but all things considered, they did a pretty, pretty damn good job. Yeah. Um, Sheldon, what about your day then? So I showed up on the fastest bike I have in my stable. Okay, so you have how many gravel bikes do you own? I don't want to talk about that. No, let's no, let's let's get into this. I, I'm curious. I think I've got six. Six. Okay, but so like for instance, you have like your Cat X, which is like a Altegra build, <laughs> hydraulic brakes, really capable. <laughs> Um, modern, fast machine. Um, or if you wanted to, if you wanted, I got to, some nice single speeds. If you wanted to go single speed, I mean, you have your all city, the state, the state. Um, yeah, you have you have many options. Which option did you go for? Did you pick so either of these? I, I went with big sexy. You know the uh, fifteen or no twenty year old uh, truck. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah. 26er Auto Mixer was showed up ready to party. <laughs> we, we, we rocked a Bluetooth speaker the entire ride, blaring uh, 90s hip-hop. So when you say we, like what? Oh, it, it was a tandem. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a tandem. <laughs> I had Susie the Adventure Fair with me. God damn it. She's... <laughs> You, you can't resist she just appears everywhere <laughs> she was so popular at the aid station so i forgot water bottles so i stopped for water and a banana and uh at the aid station the volunteers got Susie out of the bag and uh gave her some attention so <laughs> so did you forget water bottles in your car or just like you just didn't bring i them? straight up forgot them so you remembered your ferret i got the ferret jeez <laughs> Important important things were remembered. What kind of like pack do you uh, t- do you wear for the, with, to to take the ferret with? Is it like an osprey or like a orange mud or what? Like, who it, makes who it, makes a <laughs> who makes a ferret pack? It's called Sherpa, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a small animal bag. And she uh, she has a nice little bed in there, and she just kind of sits there and watches people as uh, as we ride around. The other day, I was on the river trail and. I saw someone with these stupid bags, but they were wearing them up front with a cat inside. And of course, I had to think of you. See, no, right there makes me feel better because at least I'm like not that level. I think you're below that level. <laughs> so how did the how did the ride go? Uh, uh, it went fantastic. We did. So I had a Bluetooth speaker playing '90s hip hop. Had a ferret. No water bottles. It it, it just in general was just kind of a fun ride and it i mean the day was perfect it was beautiful the gravel was spectacular the event was put on very very well it was it was a great day and uh and ferrets aside i think that you know the spectrum that we had of the of the race from um blaring tunes from your bluetooth speaker (laughs) carrying a pet with you um, stopping at uh, aid stations to, um, I don't know, give, giving it all I had at the front end of the of the race. I mean, I think that's a pretty good 
example of what a gravel race or just gravel in general can be. Absolutely. I mean, gravel is, it's everything. Gravel really is everything. It's gravel racing to gravel party on the bike. Yeah. Um, and just because you're only focused on one ends of the spectrum doesn't mean you're not less gravel or more gravel than any, anyone else. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like post race, um, dirty 30, our new friend, Mark, Mark Bryson, um, who hit us up after, after the mid South episode. And, uh, he went out to Stillwater. He made a commute, a hell of a commute, one hell of a commute. And he went out there and picked us up smuggled i want i want to i want to believe that he had to smuggle it there were like stops that he had to i, I, I saw a trans am <laughs> semi truck cb radios and all yeah i think he was a part of that whole thing um but he he was nice enough to bring us back both he hooked us each up with a six pack of the mid-south beer from iron monk brewery yep. in uh, stillwater oklahoma and uh how fast did it take you to finish yours I think there might be one or two left. Ooh. Yeah. I, I've been savoring that, no, Sheldon. I, I, I definitely killed mine off. I savor. <laughs> no, I, I, but, um, yeah, so Mark, yeah, he uh, he also raced. He, he did the 50, finished his uh, event, and then came and found us, and we had a couple parking lot beers. Yeah, we had some, oh, how much have you missed parking lot beers? Yeah, it was a classic parking lot beer post gravel race. And uh that to me, it was at that moment where I thought normalities. Oh, this this feels like a normal event. Yeah. And uh yeah, it was great. So thank you Mark. I saw Mark today actually at uh, at Lowell. Yeah, well, then that brings us to today. Yeah, so now today we had the Lowell 50 the the normal 50 well so there's a 30 the 50 and then the 100 and this is the spring version of lowell they call it the rogue 100 well and i think um lowell has done this or like at least the gravel race series so so the 30 and the 50 didn't count towards the gravel race series because they they alternate Mm -hmm. so lowell has so those that are not familiar, Lowell does a spring event and they do a fall event. And now with the Michigan Race Series, they go each year, it alternates which one counts towards the... So both events happen each year, but only one counts towards the Race Series each year. And so this year, the spring did not. Well, so today, the Rogue 100 did. Did so the the one hundred mile version, which is actually ninety four miles, um, counted towards the ultra series, but you, you wouldn't even know. I mean, all that being said, there people were a, just want to race. There were a lot of people out racing, um, the fifty and the thirty, whether they're doing the thirty, the fifty, or the hundred. Um, it was it was great, and just like okay, and, I did have a moment. Um, because we started, the 100 started, there was a window, and it, it, it wasn't a mass start, so you just had to start within a half an hour window, uh, 6.30 to 7 o'clock in the morning. 
And and also, you weren't allowed to draft. Yeah, it was a TT. Yeah. And so there, I had a moment. It was like mile 60 or 70, and I'm all by myself. And, and I thought, does this feel like a gravel? I mean, it... it it kind of felt like a ride to me. It didn't, and yeah, like I saw some people at the beginning. Yeah, I passed some people here and there and talking to, you know, you'd go by someone and, and talk to them. But all in all, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. This just, something about this doesn't feel gravel. Well, it felt, I was on gravel, but <laughs> it just didn't feel like, it felt like a gravel ride. Yeah. Not a gravel event. Yeah. Um, but then I finished. And I went through the timing chip, you know, the banner and all this. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the in the park at Lowell, which we we've we've been there a couple times. I mean, it's a really good setup for a for a for a gravel. Well, yeah, they they event. got the cabin and there, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and and the weather was nice, so we're all sitting outside. And then there's, you know, a bunch of cyclists out, and then a bunch of other people finish, and they have uh, someone. Uh, announcing over the loudspeaker. And I thought, no, absolutely. It, it Like, maybe during the ride it didn't feel like the event, but Afterwards. the whole package felt like the event. And yeah. and it was it was great. So all of a sudden now, in April, I've, I've done like two of these gravel events. and Both uh, had beautiful weather. Yeah, we were supposed to get rain all day. and Well, now it's raining now. right now. We're, yeah. we're, we're sitting in the recording room and... I can hear in the background the rain rain hitting the glass. But yeah, the, it was it was beautiful out. But um, yeah, really really fantastic uh, conditions for for this one as well. Um, yeah, the 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 hundred was was great. I, I haven't done the the route. It was a, it was a new route. Lots of um, it was fast. Mm-hmm. It was pretty flat. And then some of the there were there were a couple like seasonal roads that they advertised and all of those seasonal roads I've, I've done a couple times like it was in uh the mid-south route that matt put together um and uh, but the, but at uh, today those seasonal roads and i'm using air quotes like they were f- like packed down super super packed and sand like, wasn't a problem no sand super fast so fast course today really fast course um it was fun it was a good time. And I, I pushed myself. I knew it was like 100-ish miles, 94 miles. You um, took fifth overall. Fifth overall, yeah. Way to go. Thanks, Rep- man. Really representing the mid-pack there. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your ass down. You have to get back to the mid-pack. <laughs> it was good. It was it was a good good race. And then, uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of repeaters from uh, Dirty 30 doing like the 50. Mm. I think a lot of people did the 50 that were like trying to compete for um just like the the team stuff or mm-hmm. or whatever and and then I, I mean i was actually really impressed with how many people did the 100 mile yeah i mean was, saw a lot there was like a lot of over people 50. yeah i mean so it was it was definitely a uh a solid you know as as hesitant as i was i mean even leading up to it with the knowing it was a time trial kind of kind of event for the 100 um i wasn't really sure how I, how the day would go but it was definitely a solid rep- representation of like what what a gravel event needs to be, and uh, and I think it's the people, man. I mean, you run into the people, and it's 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 just so great to these faces that we haven't been able to see in person. 
for a year or over a year. And, you know, even though like they're, you need to make certain adjustments to these uh, gravel races for obvious reasons, you still can see people from far away. And, and it's just, yeah, it's just great to run into some of, some of the people that you haven't seen for so long. Yeah. Um, and, and then new people, you know, running into like, like new friend, Mark, that brings us beer best friend now. I mean, yeah. geez. <laughs> I, yeah. Keep bringing us beer, Mark. We're, we're buddies forever. <laughs> but like saw him today. Like, so, I mean, it's, it's just super cool. I mean, super cool vibe and, um, it's what we've been missing. Yeah. And, 100%. Uh, and so the next one, um, I think is coming right up. It's Waterloo Grit and Gravel. Yeah. Are you are you going to be there? We'll see. Not sure. But I did, and I'm not sure if you did, but uh, Barry uh, uh, Roubaix opened registration today for those who have... The deferments. D- deferments. And so I signed up for the... The uh, um, Psycho Killer 100. Yep. Um, what What are you going to do? Uh, t- don't tell me you're going to ride that stupid 26er bike. No. I, 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 well, <laughs> no. The Bolt Cutter. Yeah. The Bolt Cutter. And uh, I, I'm probably going to sign up for the 100 again. Okay. I mean, I think the only other thing, Sheldon, that I have to say is uh, the these were the first two events on my new bike. And... I'm happy. How's the Travolt treating you? <laughs> no, the Revolt is... I've been really happy with how it's been riding. And I, I think there... I mean, there's definitely a weight difference between the Diverge because the Diverge was was heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a smoother ride. And it, there were a couple rough spots today that uh, some like... You know when... like. You go like you like transition from uh, paved road to gravel or vice versa, mm-hmm. and there's just always like some. There's always chatter. Yeah, yeah, and and I hit some super hard, and I was concerned with like carbon hoops and and like all carbon bike. You're like, well, how's that going to happen? But uh, how's that going to work? But it, I mean, it's it's been handling everything. It just soaks it right up. Yeah. So I'm man, I'm. I'm digging it. It's, that, that bike is sexy. Yeah, it's it's just smooth. It's smooth and solid, and yeah, I'm I'm just having a blast for That's sure. Awesome. Yeah, so I mean, not a ton to talk about, but we definitely want to talk about uh, Dirty Thirty and 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 Lowell. Yep. Yeah. And and our experiences there, and I know it's so cool to see so many people out and uh, taking part in those events. And if you have a little story you want to tell us about those events yeah just uh how, how your 2021 is going yeah whether you took part in one of these events or an event uh, more local to you just like you know hit us up um send especially us... if you're from outside of michigan i want to hear how our out-of-state listeners how their 2021 races are going yeah or events i don't even want to say races how are your 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 cycling events outside of the state of michigan how are they going? Give us a call. And speaking of, Sheldon, what an amazing transition. You're a pro. Let's now hear about my brother Aaron's experience as he took on the 50-mile course of Mid-South out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. I have a lot of Zoom jobs. 
ready, by the way. You have a lot of and Zoom what ready? A lot of a lot of material, a lot of jokes ready. Like if if we get to a point where I should get a beer, it might take me a while because my fridge is three feet away ah. from me in my hotel room. That's a good I'm glad you checked that with me first because it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, maybe we should just get into it then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, of course, you know, like, Sheldon and I are huge fans of gravel adventures and uh, super excited when we hear other people's adventures and uh, even more exciting when it's your own brother. So, Aaron, tell me and uh, everyone else listening what kind of, what specific adventure you had a couple weeks ago. Well... So I've owned a gravel bike for two years now. Um, our other brother convinced convinced me to get a gravel bike um, because I had a, a deep collection of bicycles and we were about to have our second kid. And, and he goes, you need to get a gravel bike. Trevor's getting into it. There's all these races and cool events that are associated with gravel. You're going to love it. And then I had my, we had our second boy and life takes over and my bike has not been outside that often it's i've which, spent which hold on just what what bike is it like what uh what model oh i've got a specialized diverge uh altegra di2 yeah so so top of the line like maybe <laughs> one of the best gravel bikes you could possibly get um and it has sat on a trainer for the last couple of years it's it's sat on the trainer which was really helpful for my for our family situation with, with two kids, we live in the city just outside of DC. And, and when you have a new baby and, and there's, you know, crying and diapers and not good sleeping, then the fact that I can just jump off of my trainer and, and go help out the family is, uh, is very helpful in the, in the family department, as opposed to me jumping off and, and going to do some gravel, which yeah. as, well, I, mean as I can, I, I want to say this, this sounds very responsible and I, and I, you know, <laughs> applaud you for it. But as, as far as like a gravel adventure story, it really sucks. So just <laughs> when you get well, to the good stuff, it's, it's it the long it lead up. <laughs> so I had to go on business to Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. which is an easy flight or it's a 20 hour drive. And when I was talking to you guys about going to Oklahoma, Trevor, you said, oh, you, that's right by Stillwater and, and you could go do the Mid-South. Yeah. And I go, oh, well, that's a 20-hour drive. And then I thought, well, since gyms are closed and COVID and everything, I, I could take my bike and I could take my trainer and, <laughs> and use my trainer in my hotel room. But I would definitely find a weekend where, where I could drive up to Stillwater and go do the, the Mid-South route. What, uh, the, how long of a drive is that from Oklahoma City? It was under two hours. It was maybe an hour and That's a half. Awesome. Well, I mean, and a little more context on the other side. It, in a year where the majority of people that wanted to take part in Mid-South had to do it, locally from all over the country all over the world with these grass routes and this incredibly socially distant mid-south and i was among one of them that signed up and couldn't travel to oklahoma you were one of the few 
that <laughs> got to actually ride one of the um, intended Mid-South routes out of Stillwater. It was, and it was my first ride ever. I was, I was definitely a gravel virgin for, for anything of, of any gravel substance. Um, and one of the cool things is one of my friends who is stationed here had just gotten back into biking and he just got a new road bike. He's got a Bianchi. And, and I said, Hey, you know, I'm coming into town. Do you guys have do some night rides or whatever? We can do some group rides. And, and I, this was maybe a day after you talked to me about mid South. And I said, do you know about gravel riding? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've heard of it, but, but I don't have a gravel bike. And I said, well, what about grabbing some gravel tires and seeing what, what your bike can handle? <laughs> and sure enough, he, sure enough, he went out and, and got some, some gravel tires and, you know, he facilitated the, he's got a truck and facilitated us getting up there and he was all, all about it. It, it was so cool. So I, and that to me is like the spirit of gravel. You can have one of the best gravel bikes, which you did, or you can have um, a road bike with, with some doable tires and it's kind yeah. of rung what you brung, man. And, uh, and that's, that is uh, pretty exciting. What kind of course conditions did you uh, encounter? I know that Mid-South can, um, it has a reputation of being muddy. Um, it has a reputation of the roads being very difficult to pass. And uh, that area is, is pretty darn windy too. So what kind of day was it for you guys? Yeah, the, the wind is absolutely bonkers here that, you know, I guess you should know that if you live in the States that the West is windy, but you just don't think about, about it. And when, when it hits you, I mean that like, you know, sustained at 15 miles an hour, Ugh. it's, and so it can get, it can get pretty heavy. Um, we did not go the first weekend because there were some storms recently. So we, you know, pushed it to the following weekend and we had it dry, oh, but perfect. there were, there was a group of three riders who were probably in their, you know, sixties uh, and fifties who were riding and we um, took off from the same spot and they talked to us and they had done the route that we were going to do that day last weekend. And they said that they had to walk about a mile oh. and, and so walking a miles is not bad. And then you could tell that they have recently, thrown down some new gravel mm -hmm. but this this new gravel is the largest rock stone yep. gravel that you've ever seen <laughs> and it it was so deep it felt like you were riding in sand where you were kind of floating at times mm -hmm. and yep yep it was a little disconcerting while while you were riding um you know pretty fast because they would always it would always be like down in an, uh, like a gully or, or a lower area. So you would always get speed before you hit these sections with the new gravel. We counted probably 10 different road types out there. Okay. It was, it was really neat. We went from, you hit gravel probably at mile five and you don't hit real road again until about three miles out from the, from the finish, which was 
really neat to have that much gravel. So you did the 50 mile route? We did the 50 mile route. Yep. So did you, were you able to pass through um, different towns if you needed to restock some supplies or were you completely self-supported the entire way? So there was one town, which was basically a gas station and a couple houses mm-hmm. um, at mile 30. And it was, but it was, it was fine. I mean, if you're just doing 50 miles, you can, that's, that's perfect for one stop. So we got a Coke and Snickers bar and, and headed on uh, to the rest of the way. So tell us a little bit about um, Stillwater for those who haven't experienced it. Um, you were telling me earlier, it's kind of, I mean, you're, you're in cornfields and, and kind of in the middle of nowhere. And then you come upon like a college town. That's a kind of a hip place. What, what do you think is Stillwater? Yeah. So, it, I mean, not cornfields. We're not in Indiana. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, so you drive northeast out of Oklahoma City, and, and Oklahoma City is is really a a big bustling metropolitan or metropolitan area that kind of hits you out of nowhere because of all the ranch land around it. Stillwater is the same. You you're on a you know you just have surrounding ranch land, and it's unassuming. And you see a small town, and you would just expect it to be a normal small town out in the middle of nowhere. But as you enter the town, it really becomes apparent pretty quick that that there's something special about it. And then you start to realize that there's a college town, and it definitely has an agricultural background. You know, you'll see um, buildings and uh, farm and barns and stuff like that that have the Oklahoma State University sign on it. And you can tell that they're doing classes and and stuff Mm -hmm. out there. And then you, you can see... You, you can see a proper campus in downtown and they have a proper main street with, with bars and restaurants and, and that sort of thing. And it's really neat that it just, it really surprises you when, when you just expect this small middle of nowhere town and then boom, it's, it's a college campus and it's, it's really neat. And I think that's the mark of a, um, a great gravel event is a destination event. So it's not, not just the course, not just the uh, conditions or um, what you experience out on the course, but what um, the destination you start and end at. And we'll get to the end in a second, but I want to know a little bit more about um, your specific ride. So um, were there any, oh, I want to know about elevation. What about the, the, the was it a hilly course? Um, I've, I've, I've heard differing things and I guess hills in my mind are probably different than hills in Oklahoma. Um, what did you think about the, uh, the elevation gain or loss? So it was, it was a never ending up and down it there, there were, I mean, I cannot think of a time where there was like a flat, (laughs) (laughs) um, really no sustained climbs there. It it was just unrelentless with the up, up and down. Anything real and steep, it was, or was it just kind of gradual stuff? No, just, just gradual, just like a, These a were, slow burn. Yeah, a a lot of the ninety nine percent of the routes were just these small two lane gravel roads that were in between ranches. Gotcha. Um, Except for that one section that was the section that the people warned us about that they had to walk a mile. That was just crazy did you 
Were you able to uh, ride through it or did you have to walk? We, we rode through it. It was mud that had been, that had dried, mm-hmm. which gave it its own special difficulty. Cause you couldn't, if you were stuck in one rut, you would either have to bunny hop or, you know, the, the mud had dried in such a way that made it super difficult for you to go from, from one section to the other. We, we both had the route saved to our computers. And when our computers told us to turn left on the street, we stopped because we were not convinced that going down that street could have possibly been the <laughs> route. Um, it looked like, it looked like a road between some hedges where people would go and dump their mattress. <laughs> and and it, it, it definitely wasn't, but it, it was, it was like, it's where kids that, you know, get their first truck and go mudding. This is where those kids go mudding. Oh yeah. 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 So it was not gravel. It, it was definitely dirt and mud and, um, it was crazy. It was, I could not imagine what that would have been on race day. That would have been super cool. So, uh, I mean, you were fortunate that it was dry. Um, yeah. Was, was that road? I mean, it was, it was mu- like dried mud, correct? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you were fortunate that it was dry. Were your, did you feel like your tire setup was sufficient for your day or did you wish you had something a little more aggressive, a little bigger, a little chunkier? No, I had no issues. I thought, you know, when I had talked to you and Brady about my setup, I thought for sure that I would need more of a tire, yeah. but not at all. Is not it, at all. What were you running? Like 38s? 38s. Yeah. I don't have a, um, it's not a mountain bike tread, but it's not, yeah, it's not super aggressive, but you have a little bit of, of tread to it. So yeah, I thought um, for sure I need some knobs or something. I, who sure. knows? I, this is my first time gravel riding. I don't well, know. <laughs> but what about uh, your buddy rocking the Bianchi? What what size were his tires then? He had some thirty twos. He got thirty threw on. Okay, that's that's impressive to get. Was were they rim brakes? No, he he has uh, disc uh, brakes. Okay, okay, so that makes sense that he could get thirty twos in there then. And and that was the limit that the bike sure. said that they could they could handle. Now, yeah. did he feel a little under biked at times? I don't know. He's so he he'll tell you that he's he's probably not in the best bike shape, but I mean, obviously we we both finished together. He did fantastic. He has a snowboarding background, so his balance is really uncanny. Ah. And I I don't I don't think he had any issues whatsoever. So, um sounds like a, an incredible route, an incredible experience out on course. Anything else? just for the, in the riding portion that comes to mind about, about five miles in, we had to ride about three quarters of a mile through a controlled burn. Oh gosh. (laughs) Which was was pretty crazy. So we had to hold our breath in between like the big smoke and the light smoke. Um, and then at the end, there was a sheep that had gotten out of the pen and I helped corral that sheep back into the pen with my diverge. Yeah. So not only a gravel bike, but I, a- so I got off my bike and I picked it up and I, I was shimmying back and forth like a sheep dog yeah. to, 
to, to get the the sheet back in the pen. Oh man, uh, you you deserve a medal, Aaron. That is <laughs> that is heroic. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and then the other highlight, of course, is the uh, the Iron Monk. Well, beer. that is what I wanted to uh, bring up. So another um, you know another mark of a great gravel event or ride is uh, the the starting point, the course, and of course the the end where you get to enjoy possibly a beverage or a beer or something. So you you stopped at the appropriate spot post-ride. So you went to where? So we went to Iron Monk. We actually started the ride a, a block from there. That's like where Town Hall is mm-hmm. and, and where we parked. So we went there and I, I was hoping to get to get some food and they didn't serve any food there. So we still ended up getting a couple beers, but a couple beers with no, no food in the system um, ended up that I walked out of there with, with a case of beer before <laughs> we left. <laughs> a case of to go beer. And then we went and got a burger on their main street. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Iron Monk was really a, a super, super brewery. It was really cool. Well, I am incredibly jealous, you know, even though, you just experienced it with one other dude. Um, you still got the highlights of what I think of Mid-South. And uh, I'm sure if there was a huge group or some other year, you know, it, there's, there, there are other experiences that would be great. But you still got to uh, experience the course and Stillwater and Iron Monk. So it sounds like an incredible day. Um, so now that you're no longer a gravel virgin... Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you, you want to dabble a little bit more in this, uh, whole gravel scene if, if possible, I know like it's tough to do in, in, in your, um, busy schedule, but, uh, I'm sure that there's kind of on the outside of DC or something. I bet there's some gravel roads that you could track down. We, we actually do. We have a lot of gravel roads, um, in DC and, and out near the, the mountains and, I'm moving to Vegas in, in a couple months and there's a lot of gravel roads out there. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm an, I'm an absolute believer. We probably passed eight cars in that 50 miles and, and you forget, you know, just how stressful riding on a road can be because, you know, you're always listening for cars back and, you know, it, it is really neat to, to be, Oh, how do you explain it? It's you're almost more one with the ride, you know, not to be super weird about it, but you're almost more one with the ride on when you're riding out with the gravel because you get to pay attention to things and not worry about cars behind you and and that sort of thing kind of makes you slow down a little bit and, and do it. It's pretty cool. Well, I, I, I applaud you making the effort, taking the bike, drive, driving your car to um, Oklahoma instead of instead of flying. And also, I you know, the, this was kind of a culmination of um, a winter training inside and really focusing more on the bike that, that I, I've been seeing lately. So I applaud your, your efforts in the last few months getting more on the bike inside. And, you know, those those really terrible mornings on the bike inside that you think are awful those paid off and and gave you a better experience uh a couple weeks ago when you rode outside they did they did i was glad to see those indoor miles translate to to outdoors definitely aaron thank you so much i can't wait to uh 
to be able to get together and actually go for a ride with you. Um, wherever that may be. I don't know. I don't know when we'll see each other next. (laughs) No kidding, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. This is awesome. Thank you. All right. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com or call our hotline at 616-522-2641. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by Trevor Gibney. Sheldon Little handles the social media, graphic design, and of course, bad decisions. And as always, keep your chain clean. But get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. no way she actually likes to be doing this she loves it like if i get her backpack out she runs over and climbs in it i'm afraid that Peta might get involved here sheldon oh screw Peta. (laughs) (laughs) susie will bite Peta.